This is a Vault Studios production. I'm Reed Redmond. I'm Spencer Brudig. I'm Will Johnson. This show contains graphic material and is meant for mature audiences. This week on True Crime Chronicles. I've talked to people investigating this case that believe that, honestly, they think that his victims were probably in the hundreds, but they just may never be able to prove it. Sociopaths will always exist in this world. We count on people who run these facilities to protect them, and they failed. March 2018, two women in the Dallas area go to police with a description of a man. A man they claim attacked them, but both were able to escape. It's the first chapter in a twisted, depraved story that is still unraveling in Texas. There was a case in Plano of a woman who was attacked, um, and she was, the suspect tried to suffocate her with a pillow, but miraculously, she lived to tell the story. Rebecca Lopez is the senior crime and justice reporter at WFAA. Uh, It happened in this one particular um, living facility where she was living. And so when that happened, Plano PD started looking like, okay, what's going on? And they noticed that there were other people, kind of suspicious deaths, or there had been a couple of people that had died, that had died of natural causes. So they started kind of monitoring the... um, the complex uh, for suspicious behavior, suspicious people. And they'd actually, I think, even held a couple of uh, safety seminars for the people there. Um, When they were investigating, they found um, a license tag of a suspicious car that was in that area, and they traced it back to Billy Shamirmir. At the same time, police in Frisco, just north of Plano, get a report of another woman who was recently attacked actually knocked her off her uh, walker and also tried to suffocate her with a pillow, and she lived to tell. And so when they started, both Frisco and Plano started looking at these cases, um, they they thought that there were some similarities with um, the cases and started looking heavily at Billy Shamirmir. Investigators start following the 47-year-old man eventually tracking him to an apartment complex in Dallas. When they got to that complex, they saw him throw some stuff in a dumpster. So the police officers went into the dumpster and they pulled out a jewelry box. On that jewelry box was the name of a woman by the, by the name of Lou Harris and her address. Frisco police contact Dallas police requesting a welfare check on that woman, Lou Harris. When they got to her home, she didn't answer. So they went into her house and she had been suffocated and there was a pillow next to her. And her jewelry, obviously, box was the one that they found in the dumpster. Police have enough to pick up Billy Shamirmir and he's taken into custody. According to an arrest warrant, 93-year-old Frisco woman says he knocked on her door claiming to be a maintenance worker, then forced his way in and tried to smother her. But there's enough jewelry in Shamirmir's home to indicate his crimes went beyond just these first cases. According to police records, officers found jewelry and several sets of scrubs inside Billy Shamirmir's North Dallas apartment. Immediately, police launch a multi-agency investigation into Billy Shamirmir. They ended up tracking the jewelry uh, to pawn shops, to gold shops uh, that buy and sell gold. And then they also found um, a bunch of burner phones. In many cases, the jewelry had belonged to elderly women who had died in recent years, apparently of natural causes, most of them in Dallas-area assisted living facilities. And what police start piecing together 
opens the floodgates on the investigation. Police all over North Texas are checking files to see if he might be connected to unsolved crimes. Police start looking at assisted living facilities where Shamir Mir had operated, going back as early as 2016. And they started tracking his cell phones. They started tracking where he worked, the places where he lived, and they figured out that he had been posing as a maintenance worker or a healthcare worker in several living facilities. And in some cases, families hired him um, to do kind of private nursing. They, they, they had him come in as a nurse to help uh, some of the, the elderly people that they, that, you know, some of their family members. There was also paperwork linking him to the home health industry. Police in Dallas and Plano say Shamir Mir used his health care experience to target elderly women. And now they're looking at him in connection to several other deaths. As it turns out, police are able to link Shamir Mir to some of those other deaths, often using the stolen jewelry or other stolen items to tie him to those cases. Or in other instances, according to police, phone records that showed him in or near those facilities when the victims died. Billy Shamirmir is already in jail. He's accused of smothering an elderly woman. Now another family has come forward saying the way their aunt died is too similar to ignore. Here's Rebecca Lopez. Just unbelievable. Dan Probst wipes away tears as he talks about his beloved Aunt Catherine, a world traveler who had visited 75 countries. We didn't expect her to last forever, but she was in real good health and it came as a shock. Catherine Probe's family now believes she may be one of Billy Shamirmir's victims. Police think he may be a serial killer who attacked elderly women and stole their jewelry. It was one thing to suspect for two years that there'd been foul play, but then to know she didn't deserve this. Catherine died on April 8th. 2016 at the Edgemere Retirement Community in Dallas. Her family says the 88-year-old woman had been out to dinner with them two days before she died. She's a retired Army doctor. She knew how to take care of herself. There really wasn't, you know, an explanation for a sudden death. The family felt something was off after she died. There was blood on her bed and there was jewelry missing. The medical examiner ruled her death was natural, but did include that the family had expressed concerns about missing personal effects. We know she had loose jewels. We don't have the, the inventory of, of all of that. Two weeks ago, News 8 broke the news of Shamir Mir's arrest and the investigation into other cases. Shortly after, the Probes family called Dallas police. It turns out Shamir Mir was arrested for criminal trespass at Edgemere in April of 2016, the same place and around the same time Catherine Probst died. And we convinced ourselves after the autopsy that maybe she died peacefully in her sleep. Could, you know, console yourself with that, but now it's just murdered. Just unbelievable. For now, Shamir Mir has only been charged in one murder and one aggravated assault. But sources say they suspect him in at least nine murders. Dallas police and the medical examiner's office are reviewing Catherine's case and may change the ruling on her death to murder. But the investigation is just beginning. Dallas police alone pull thousands of cases where elderly people had died what appear to be natural causes at the time. And they started looking and pulling every one of those reports. And they pulled specifically the reports that had 
um, natural causes or the person died of unexplained causes, but their jewelry was missing because that's the only way they were going to ab- be able to really confirm that uh, Shamir Mir was the suspect. Tonight, we're following the trail of a possible serial killer. A North Texas man is now accused in the deaths of at least 12 elderly women. Here's Rebecca Lopez. Yeah, News 8 has learned that Billy Shamir Mir, a suspected serial killer, has been indicted on 11 more counts of capital murder, five in Collin County and six in Dallas County. He is already in the Dallas County jail, charged with capital murder of a Dallas woman. So police say that that is 12 murders he is suspected of. They believe that the former health care worker was walking into uh, places where elderly women lived, either apartment complexes or nursing homes, and suffocating them and then stealing their jewelry. A lot of the women um, and the families say that they had described him as uh, as charming. They thought he was charming. And then he, according to police, worked his way into their apartments, suffocated him with a pillow. He's a suspected serial killer already accused of suffocating a dozen elderly women. Today, WFAA learned Billy Shamir Mir may have more victims. The families of these eight people say Shamir Mir killed them at the same senior living center in Dallas. Rebecca Lopez has this exclusive report on the lawsuit they filed against that center. These are the faces of eight victims that lawyers say died at the hands of a serial killer in a swanky, high-priced assisted living facility. The horrific thought of what their loved ones went through the last moments of their lives when a stranger who is roaming around what's purportedly a safe and secure facility. Trey Crawford represents the victim's families. He says from July to October of 2016, suspected serial killer Billy Shamirmir posed as a maintenance man at the Traditions Prestonwood facility. Without anybody questioning him when they were supposed to have procedures in place that documents and verifies everybody who's in the facility. Crawford sued traditions. The lawsuit states Shamir Mir was able to, with tragic ease, murder and rob eight elderly residents and then simply walk right out the door without consequence. Crawford says traditions knew that the elderly people were dying and their jewelry or money was missing, and there were multiple burglaries in the months before the deaths. He says they told the families that they believed Dallas fire rescue paramedics were taking the jewelry. He says that was an attempt to hide what was going on. Traditions marketed itself as a safe and secure facility for the elderly. Of the eight, five of them died on the fourth floor where there's zero cameras in the corridors, hallways, no one patrolling it. Anybody could just walk right in. No one official from DPD, the ME, or the district attorney would confirm to WFAA the latest murder allegations. But Crawford says police told him they were able to track Shamir Mir with his cell phone. With Google location tracking data put him all over this facility for months and including in the deceased residents' apartments at the time of the death. Shamir Mir is already charged with 12 murders in Dallas and Collin counties. For years, authorities thought that many of the victims died of natural causes. But after he was arrested last year, they began reviewing hundreds of cases. Traditions issued a statement saying, in part, any death was investigated by Dallas police and the Dallas County Medical Examiner and ruled as attributed to natural causes. They say they've cooperated with authorities and deny any allegations that they knew this was happening and tried hiding it. Can only help those families get the answers they're looking for. One of the bodies was uh, exhumed uh, out of, they'd actually was in a cemetery uh, here in Dallas and they they exhumed um, the body and 
tried to determine, you know, how she had died. Uh, but again, you know, there wasn't any physical evidence with that victim because it's hard when people are asphyxiated to find any physical evidence for the body that that had happened. On May 11th, authorities exhumed the body of one of Shamir Mir's suspected victims from a mausoleum at Restland Cemetery. The Dallas County and Collin County Medical Examiners have been re-examining hundreds of cases. The Dallas County Medical Examiner has reversed its initial findings in six of those cases. The deaths of those elderly women have now been ruled homicides instead of natural causes. The Collin County Medical Examiner also now has those five cases believed to be homicides. When you um, kill someone or suffocate someone with a pillow, there's not really a physical evidence. Like if you'd been shot or stabbed or, you know, they broke their neck or any something like that. So it was difficult for the medical examiner to tell that they had died uh, violently. Um, and so that was part of why they believe that the medical examiner's office didn't pick up on the number of people over the years that had died uh, of asphyxiation and then their jewelry stolen. News reports would continue to come in. More cases linked to Shamir Mir, more sudden and unexplained deaths now linked to a possible serial killer. Listen, in the last 30 minutes, we have just learned that there are new charges filed against suspected serial killer Billy Shamir Mir. A Dallas County grand jury indicted him for two more murders, bringing the total against him to 14. And across so many of these cases, so many lives lost, families start to realize why and how their older relatives, still in good health, still active, suddenly passed away. These were vibrant women who loved life. There was one male victim as well, but these were people who were living life. They were traveling. I mean, they were in assisted living because they felt comfortable. And honestly, they felt safe there. They thought they were safe. So they, and they liked the interactions they were having with their friends. I mean, they had bunco games. I mean, pretty much all of the victims' families that I talked to said there was nothing health-wise wrong with the victims. They were, they were thriving. A suspected serial killer may have more victims than we initially believed. Two new lawsuits have been filed alleging Billy Shamir Mir killed two women at Preston Place in Plano. These women were vulnerable. They were helpless. They trusted someone that came into their home and they were living vibrant lives and then they ended up dying, dying violently. And when I, every family that I've interviewed and talked to says, Rebecca, we thought they had died of natural causes. We couldn't have been more shocked when the police called us and said, we think your loved one was killed by an alleged serial killer. Can you imagine getting that call? So many families I've talked to were just shocked. Other families that were kind of suspicious came forward and said, can you please take a look at my case? Because we know that he was with our loved one at one point, or they were in this facility. Some families came forward. Others were totally shocked when police called them and said, uh, we think that your loved one was murdered by Billy Shamir Mir, a suspected serial killer. One of the victims was uh, the mother of Cliff Harris, who was a 
legendary Dallas Cowboy. For those who don't know, um, he was in the secondary on a couple of the Super Bowl teams uh, back when Tom Landry was the um, was the coach. And so Cliff Harris and Charlie Waters were like the guys that um, the big defensive uh, secondary guys that uh, were very, very popular here in Dallas. And Cliff Harris came forward and it turns out that his mom was one of the ones that was that was murdered. Harris is a Cowboys legend and a new member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. What's he feeling right now? Well, he is really angry right now. He is outraged, just like so many of the other families of the women who police believe were murdered by the suspected serial killer, Billy Shamirmir. Now, Shamirmir has been charged with the murder in the death of Harris's mother-in-law, Miriam Nelson. Mrs. Nelson died on March 9th, 2018. Police believe that she was robbed and suffocated by Shamirmir. Harris says two days prior to his mother-in-law's death, she complained that Shamirmir had been in her home and was concerned because the necklace was taken and complained to management. Harris says his family was distraught when they learned that police were charging Shamir Mir with his mother-in-law's death. He says they picked Preston Place because they sold themselves a secure and safe facility. Preston Place management released a statement saying they have been assisting police and prosecutors and offer their deepest condolences to every family affected. They also say it's important to note that they took over Preston Place only one month before Mrs. Nelson's death. The old management company did not return our calls for a statement. It turns out once the civil lawsuits were filed and they started looking into some of this stuff, security was not great at some of these places. The lighting was bad. Um, they It was easy for people to go in and out. The cameras weren't working in some of the locations. And so these people, some of them were pretty expensive. They were paying a lot of money to stay there. And then Billy Shamirmir just kind of went undetected. They just kind of roamed around. And in one case, he was actually arrested for trespassing at one of the facilities. Um, but yet he was back out there again. Uh, and so there was questions about how, because in one case, they actually did hire him. Like he wasn't just going in. And, and one of the, he was actually an employee and he had had a fake ID. So they're like, okay, well, you had a, you got hired under a fake ID and you're roaming around here and women are dying suspiciously. Like why didn't the, the complex notice all of that? For his part, Billy Shamirmir and his lawyers are putting up a defense. Shamirmir's lawyer, Philip Hayes, says all the evidence against his client in these cases is circumstantial. It seems like they want to make him out to be a horrible serial killer, so they're pinning all these deaths on him. But police say that they're pretty confident in at least 19 or so of these cases that they've been able to pinpoint him at those apartments or at the assisted living facilities or homes, and they were able to find jewelry. They were able to find the victim's jewelry that linked uh, them to Shamir Mir. If there's anything good to come out of all of this, some of the complexes where victims died have made upgrades, according to Rebecca Lopez. Some of the complexes did make some serious changes on their security measures um, at some of the assisted living facilities. They, they, they did add better security, better cameras, more layers of security to try to protect their, their people. But that's little consolation to the families of victims who are no longer here. For now, Billy Shamirmir is behind bars, awaiting trial. He's probably one of the most prolific serial killers in the history of the United States when it's all said and done. And the number of victims 
And if you're not familiar with Billy Shamirmir and these cases in Texas, Rebecca Lopez has a theory. I think it's because, honestly, and I've talked to the families about this, they say it's because they were elderly and they were in their 80s and 90s and it's not, I guess, the national press or whoever isn't as interested in this case because they weren't, you know, young women being killed. They were all elderly and, you know, people, you know, that had lived long lives. But they were... They were loved, and they were cared for, and they were vibrant, and many of them had many, many more years to go. Even though they were in their 80s and, and 90s, you know, they they were, most of them were healthy and, and, and loving life, and they had loved ones who loved them, and certainly none of them deserved to die violently like this. And so I, I do hope that that Billy Shamir Mir, um, eventually this case gets more attention nationwide. For True Crime Chronicles, I'm Will Johnson here with Spencer Brudig and Reed Redman as usual. You know, one thing I wanted to point out in this story uh, that's pretty interesting that I wasn't aware of is that pawn shops, when they do get someone coming in and selling something, they're supposed to put whatever that is into a database. And Rebecca Lopez talks about that a little bit. But that's how then police were actually able to investigate this case as they could go in and potentially find stolen items, link them to uh, this possible suspect. Yeah, well, I think the astounding thing with this case is just how this man was allegedly able to do this for such a long time and how he was able to gain access to these facilities so easily. And just to clarify, the allegation here is that he was active in multiple senior living facilities, right? That it wasn't just one nursing home with gaps in security, that he allegedly went from facility to facility pulling off pretty much the same ruse. There there were several. Yes, that is correct. And you're right. It's astounding. Uh, and, and there's, you know, civil lawsuits and there's very angry, upset, you know, uh, families who are wondering how this could have happened in a very secure uh, living facility where, you know, you have a family member, a loved one who, and, and you feel really good about that person being there. It's, it's really astonishing. And you know, Shamir, as as we point out in the story, is they're they're looking at hundreds of cases, if not thousands, uh, which is you know sort of boggles the mind to even think about. But all of a sudden, it's like, well, this person passed away, and he or she was pretty healthy, and it seems sudden. They're going back and taking a look at a lot of those. And will uh, it, it seems like prosecutors are taking this case. Uh very seriously because uh, these are capital murder charges. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So the death penalty is on the table. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll find out more when this all goes to trial. You mentioned that there are civil cases. I know he's he's facing 17 capital murder charges, but with those civil cases in mind, do you know how many alleged killings have been tied to Shamir Mir in total? Yeah, so it is those 17 that he's been charged with and then seven other civil cases right now. So that's 24 that he could be linked to. And who knows how many more once this investigation wraps up, if and when it does. All right, so thanks to Rebecca Lopez at WFAA in Dallas. She has followed this story from uh, the beginning and will be covering, uh, you know, a trial as soon as that or when that happens. Uh, Spencer, uh, as always, like-minded true crime fans can go to Facebook and find us and uh, send us nice thoughts and also comments or questions about cases we're covering, right? We do love our like-minded true crime fans. Yes, it is a Facebook group called Inside the Crime Vault. There are 5,500 people in there now, and we want you to join us and talk about this case and others like it. Uh, Reed, we also have a daily show. 
We do. Yeah, it's called The Daily Crime. We've been going for a few weeks now. So if you finish this episode of True Crime Chronicles and you want to hear more from me and Will, you can head over to The Daily Crime. We put out a new episode every single day. And if you've been listening for a while, we know you know all of that, but we like to share it with our new listeners. So thanks for joining us here and also on The Daily Crime. We will be back next week with a new case and a new story.